Podcasting for the Museum of Broadcast Communications back to you is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Woman bumps into her dead boyfriend. The Lady in Red. German hash funeral, man. My brush with Adrian Ballou. And our celebrity guest, Larry Potash. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. I plan on being more active uh, on Facebook, uh, maybe start some Instagram stuff. Good. Do a little TikToking. Hey, he's TikTok. Baskerville, (laughs) this is back to you. (laughs) There was a whole rock and roll song. Uh, TikTok, what time is it? And the guy was getting ready for his date. Great. And it was it was counting down each hour. Tick tock, it's time for love. That's the way it ended. That's a great story. You save that for your show. All right. I hope, for goodness sake, that none of this, this stuff might, has been rolling this yet. This might end up being if, your show. If Sam has any kind of heart, he has not started rolling any of this yet. Oh, we've been rolling. Oh, oh boy. Oh, my God. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. So that, that takes care of the following. What was the preceding? <laughs> what what, what I was could, that? I I couldn't describe it. Just like when people ask me, oh, you do a podcast. Yeah. Well, what's it about? Uh, you know the easy answer to that? Just say, oh, it's about 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was given the pause yeah. as I was trying to think about what it was about. How do you describe it? About, it? What, what do you say what it, it is about? about. Um, have, you, have you learned uh, you know, yet what it's about? You know, we had the travel advisor, sure. Kathy Moran, on a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, I, I listened to the one where you interviewed each other. I really loved it because I loved how you, 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 you it was, you, you talked about nothing, but you turned it into something. <laughs> it was just, I thought that was beautiful. Well, she heard the and TikTok we, version. It and was only we, two minutes. And then we laughed, and, and she had already said, you look good. I said you look good, and she said, for your age. <laughs> for your age. Yes. yes. So when she then said, you do a good job of talking about nothing for like 45 minutes, making you good, and I, I laughed at it, and she said, and I thought we had really insulted her, and she said, now I feel like I'm being insul- attacked. Yes. I felt, and I felt I feel, really bad. I felt bad at that moment, That's too. why I walked her out uh, afterwards. She probably still hates me. Um, no, it was me. Well, it was me. I nobody hates you. Well, people, no, no, believe me. You nobody haven't looked at Instagram lately. Nobody. So <laughs> <laughs> throwing out all these things. I've, I have. You know, I've no, nobody hates you. Of. Nobody likes me. <laughs> that's it, and that's been a hard thing for well, me to that's come your, to grips with. That should with. be the title of your book that you write. Well, I can't. Nobody even, likes me. Hey, listen, I yes. can't even get the title of this program correctly. Because I got an email from Tony yeah. Lozano, yeah. our executive producer, and he said, uh, are you anti-space? Because when I, when I post anything about Back to You, I run it all together. Back, no space. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about periods or commas or Back uh, exclamation points or two, anything. Two, no yeah. space. Yeah. You. And because I made a little... Like it's an email address. Yes, like a little, yeah, back to at you. Yeah, <laughs> at you <laughs> dot com. But I told him that it was very soon going to be back to me. 
Why'd you say that? Because I didn't know how long you were going to struggle going up that that garage. Like <laughs> no. you were telling me last night, the biggest. I really enjoy doing this podcast, but I. Can't, <laughs> I can't drive up to the top of that parking garage. People anymore. don't know that we're it's a huge building and there are like twelve floors of cars. You big deal. And you gotta circle and circle big and deal. circle like you're going up to Heaven's Gate. And then you get there, finally find a spot. 20 minutes later on top of this roof. But I realized that that's not what aggravates me now. I learned, seriously, I Tell learned me what today. What, you. what Many times I come in here, I'm in a, not in the best of moods. And I blamed it on the uh, circling. But it's not that. I'm aggravated it? before I even start the part. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's the radio. It's the radio. Have you heard the ads and the commercials on the radio geared to men? You're too fat. You're too old. You're too bald. You're too poor. You need a house. You need a loan. What about the bedroom? Does she love you? Does she, do you love her? Yeah. Here's a pill. I mean, and, 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 and it goes yes. on and on. And they're all aimed at men. Yeah. Yes. And you yes. go through 40 minutes of that. What the hell you, station are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> you're Not listening the right to, one. You're listening to an old man station. No. Like Frank Thomas. He's got those pills or that powder yes. or whatever. Yeah. And he says, and his tagline. <laughs> Yeah, I like Frank. I always did, but his tagline... <laughs> Too late now. It's not the greatest act, <laughs> acting in the world, and he yeah. says it. And ladies, you're going to like it, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> they the go, tagline. oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's but that stuff. didn't make me rush out and get those pills. Well, you know, that's the... I, I think... But that's you know, part of what I'm talking about. You're, you're not where you should be in life is the message of all these commercials. So and it, uh, I don't think they do that to women necessarily. So it gets you in a, in a bad mood. Um, yeah. You were talking about driving way up the parking garage. Yeah. And uh, up like you're at the uh, Heaven's Gate. Yes. I, I love what you generally call that. What what would you call Heaven's Gate? <laughs> He's always got these tests where you, you're supposed you, to remember something that you oh, said. Oh, you know this one very well. You what, say it going all the to time. glory? Going to glory. That's what I love. Well, that's Is an that's, old-fashioned sort of term. Yeah, because you yeah. said it one time to my mother-in-law. She liked it. And she loved it. She said, know, he said glory. Said he said glory. Because <laughs> that's, that's an old folks term. It is. You know, going, going to glory. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know whether it's rooted in, in the South. See, my, uh, a lot of, you know, I think as I experience life today and as I get older, it seems like I recollect more of the impactful things when I was a child. And when I was little, very little, I used to go to camp meetings, we'd call them, I've in the South. I've heard of those. Yeah. Yes. This is in North Carolina. And my grandmother loved camp meeting. Describe camp, those, please. It was like a, uh, like a revival week. But, uh, but on a, any given day, there'd be tents on this huge fairground. Wow. And in each tent would be a preacher. And there'd be uh, entertainment. There'd, there'd be a, a sermon. But there'd also... Now, this is... Uh, I mean, we're talking long ago, like the 60s, early 60s, yeah. 50s. It came uh-huh. out of Southern uh, tradition, um, Baptist. But uh, you'd see all sorts of, and see, it makes me, I, I get it now. Like, like, for instance, the Temptations, okay? One of my favorite groups as a teenager yes. and everybody's favorite, you know, My Girl and all these big hits. David Ruffin had a certain sound, a certain sound that you didn't hear in other groups when uh-huh. he sang. That sound was familiar to me because when in the camp meeting, I would see 
performers like the Five Blind Boys or other singing groups that had harmony like you wouldn't believe and had a delivery just like David Ruffin's. And then I learned later, sometime not that long ago, that David Ruffin had actually performed as a teenager with one of those groups. So I heard that sound uh-huh. in a camp meeting. You know, a lot of these rock and roll and R&B songs are sort of born out of gospels and spirituals and that sort of energy, you know, and sound. But it just it it all sort of connects after a while. Uh-huh. And, and But you'd hear things like going to glory. I mean, that comes out right out of the camp meeting yeah. tent. Unfortunately, my my mother-in-law is in glory now. Well, uh, I recall our your soul. I recall our conversation, and she just thought that it was uh, an old-time expression that she had probably heard when she was very little. Can I tell you a little story about her that I told at her eulogy, just to bring <laughs> bring things up a little? Bit. Oh, that's <laughs> that's bringing it, it up. To, to bring <laughs> it's it up. that far down to, to bring that, it up. That a no, eulogy now she, is going to bring it up. She was she was unintentionally funny. And she used to love, as I've mentioned on here, we're in Chicago, and I work at Arlington International Racecourse, the thoroughbred racetrack, and um, I don't know what I do. And the people I work with don't know what I do, but it's but it's kind of cool. Uh, anyway, Let's hope they never she, find out what you so do. So the big race out there is yeah. the Arlington Million. It's a million-dollar purse, and horses from all over the world come in. So we have a big, fancy room the turf club where all the all the big horse owners and the people in suits and ties and the 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 elite yeah. get to hang out yeah. and have wonderful food where the elite so i the used eat. to i used to get her in there and she used to love yeah she used to love to go to that and one year she was sitting at the table with uh, my boss's wife my wife and some people and she was telling the story she said huh she said, I, I love coming to this. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it this year. Mm. And they said, why not? And she said, well, my, my, my husband, Gordon, that was my father-in-law, and he, he, he was, I had to take care of him all the time because he wasn't getting around very well, so I couldn't get away from the house. But she said, he died back in April, so everything worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, goodness! So, boy. So she got to make it to the million. So she she found the bright side of things, oh. but it was unintentionally funny. Obviously, she didn't <laughs> yes. mean it the way it came oh, out. Oh sure, yeah. Well, that's where most of the good humor comes from. From Hello. events that were real. What are you doing? No, my phone's ringing. Oh. It's not ringing. I was just faking. I Maybe it was your ears it. ringing. I wouldn't answer it. Uh, oh, soul Stirrers. The Soul Stirrers. I think that was a group that David Ruffin performed with as so, a kid. I don't, uh, I'm not really an announcer. I don't enunciate real well. But why do you call them camp meetings? Because that a, was. As opposed to a camp meeting. Because that sounds more um, formal camp meeting would it was just a, you know camp just, meeting be the way that the people would call it down there we're going to a camp meeting sure and all these tents are around there and the five blind boys boys from, i think they were from alabama david I think ruffin i think they were they were very good right they're fantastic yes. what i'm trying to say is that those groups that i saw as a kid sort of laid the foundation for uh Harmonizing uh-huh. rock and roll groups uh-huh. unintentionally, 
But a lot right. of these guys who would later perform in rock and roll came out of a background uh, where, where they went to places like camp meetings and sang with uh, gospel groups. Well, and then some of the great... You know, even rock and roll acts well, of all time could tell well, you. Mick Jagger might say something like, I heard a recording of the Five Blind Boys, well, and yeah. that had an impact on me and shaped my Look, approach there are a lot to of music. Sto- Look, Aretha Franklin's father was a very famous minister, Reverend Franklin, huh. and she was of the gospel uh-huh. tradition as a kid. Whitney Houston sang in church yes. and then became yes. a rock and roll star. Yes. I'm trying to think. I, I saw uh, some uh, biography of uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin uh, loved the Mills Brothers and wanted to sing like Harry Mills. I think that was what his name was. Huh. But I mean, and, and the Mills Brothers were terrific I have, out of the 30s. I have mentioned that on one of these podcasts. I saw the Mills Brothers in great. Las Vegas because they opened for Don Rickles. Yeah. And they were sensational. And then Don Rickles, uh, he was Don Rickles. I mean, to see him in Vegas, that's one of the great great memories I have. To see him in his prime in Vegas, well, turn it on. I mean, it was fabulous. And we're talking now about people that, that you know, younger, I don't know, know what the age cutoff would be that have never heard of these people. Now, but, Don I like, Rickles, but what I like about all of this is that there's a line you can draw. We are more connected than we realize. And as you get older, you sort of understand that, that things, the origins of things aren't that far away, but, and they're still sort of alive, you know. Yes. Uh, the same thing, country, Western music, all types of music in particular. Uh, just like you, you are a throwback to Tom Snyder. Sitting over there with your tie on. And my cigarette. <laughs> and your cigarette. <laughs> and I still wonder what, what one of those pills is. <laughs> you know Tom what Tom Snyder is not Tom Snyder. Yes. There'll be some folks who are Tom that. Snyder. I used to Tom watch Snyder. that. He did, he, did, he, did talk to his, uh, talk to the producer off camera. And, yeah, he had a show. And, and the show was called Contact, I think, at first, his first version of really? it. Really? But he was a terrific interviewer late night. This was long before... Jimmy Fallon and folks. I mean, it was more sort of one-on-one serious discussion. He he was an anchor out in California. Uh, he said, "I knew I wasn't going to last in New York. I'd gotten a newly hired to be the top anchor in a New York TV station, and I knew I was in trouble from the from the cab ride from the airport to the to the station. I I knew then it wasn't going to work because of something I saw. He looked up and he saw." A billboard, and on the billboard it said, "New York finally gets the best with his picture." And he said, "You know what was wrong with that? What? The people will let you know who's the best. You're not going to yes. tell people who the best is." And then from that day on, it didn't work. He was in trouble. Um, I'm thumbing through my email because yeah sure because we have nothing else to do no because yeah. Tony, <laughs> yeah. Tony this is a good time to thumb through your email <laughs> I was getting ready to get my iPad out and play I, solitaire I'm, I'm doing it because Thumbing Tony email. Tony yeah. had something for us to read about a new surprise OPI podcast that is coming to the uh, radiomisfits.com network really yes F- that's it's coming good. very soon yeah did you find so it so I guess I just I read it enough right there what? It's replacing this one. <laughs> That's the tagline. Well, you'll have plenty of time to thumb through your email after that. Yes. 
I want to bring something up that uh, maybe you're reluctant to talk about, but I think it's fascinating. We had the casting agent who was in here, yes. and she talked about uh, casting people for various roles yes. uh, in, in film and TV and commercials. And you had photos taken. You had uh, uh, different ways of dressing to sort of uh, display a mood that you could portray, right? Yes. Uh, acting, sort of an acting profile. And you already have gotten auditions. Two. Two. And I've got another one later today. Man. Guess how many callbacks I got. Well, it's still fresh. Still the callback fresh, right? is when they want to see you, see more of you. All right. How they many did, days they ago? see more well, of Like you. a week ago, you did one of these auditions, right? Yeah, I did two in one day. Okay. Can you, tell, can you tell us what, it were, what they were for? No. Oh, you can't? I can't. Why can't you? Uh, because, uh, well, one of them, there's an NDA and non-disclosure okay. clause. All right. Uh, or no, that would be NDC, <laughs> <laughs> which is almost like a network. Uh, NDA, non-disclosure. Anyway, you had to sign what? it? Oh, is that something? You say it out loud. Agreement. Agreement. <laughs> <laughs> really you want to watch the first episode of the Kaminsky you Method. You really got to be stupid. The whole stupid. thing revolves around these two guys. I love the show. So, and they can't remember a thing. <laughs> so you're going to be an actor, <laughs> and you can't remember what NDA stands. No, the last Alan word. Arkin says to uh, Michael Douglas, <laughs> you ever not be able to find the word? That, and you know there was a word. And it's exactly what you just did. He said, I, I knew there was a word, and I couldn't remember what the word was at the end of the sentence. And Michael Douglas like, no, it never happens to me. And then he reflects, and, and he's talking to his acting class, and he can't remember the last word. He goes through this great description of some scene or what it took. And he said, and, and uh, uh, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't ready when he got in the room to do his scene. He had been outside, um, 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 and the word, and the word he was searching for was procrastinate. <laughs> you just went through the whole thing here. It's called the World Boxing, uh, um, um, um. WBA, uh, World Boxing Agreement. Uh, that's just funny. Uh, no, it's not. That, it's not. That no, funny. it is funny. It's common. I mean, it's it happens that, to people. Hey, it's not that funny when you go into an audition and you uh, you think you're in character and you are in character, but you still have to know the lines. Uh, so and, you had lines. You this blight. was a real role. I had too many. <laughs> I mean, one of them was for a for a pretty big show, and there were a lot of there was a lot of dialogue in there, and I just got the script. They're the sides. Can they I call say them. Now, it was a, what, a a dramatic sort of yeah. situation? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. So there was a lot to learn. And um, it's, it's. How soon before you did the audition did you get the lines? Late afternoon, and I had it the next day. So you had it. that night to, to learn these lines? Yeah. So I, you know. How many pages, of, how many pages in this scene? Well, there were, I think. Four pages, but, you know, it wasn't all my dialogue. Did you have dialogue I, on I each probably, page? Yes. Yes. Okay. What was I the most did. difficult thing? Trying to remember what you said or what the line before? Well, you have to, you have to know, obviously, your cue. But if you, learn your, if you learn your character well enough, they say then that, you, you know, when you, li you got to listen to the person 
that they will give you the cue and and bring the line to you. So you have to know that back. person. So you have to okay. be you have to become the character. But there were all kinds of things. I talked to an acting coach, and they said that when you're in the... Oh, you're knee-deep in this well, now. He's well, talking when, to acting coaches. Well, I, I was. Wearing I was. ascots hey, now. Hey, hey, I got a good story about that. <laughs> Listen to that. I Comes good, in here with a long hey, cigarette hey, holder. I, get a good I wish you could see this, everybody. <laughs> he's sitting here with a tie and I, some kind of cashmere sweater on <laughs> him, and he's got a scarf wrapped around his neck, and, he and he's got a cigarette holder and a cigarette. Other than that, there'd be no signs of change. And he can't remember what NDA stands for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he wants to go in and remember four pages of dialogue. And, he's gonna, and you're going to be Michael Douglas. So um, anyway, and I, now I can't remember the story. No, I was working with the with the acting coach, yeah. and we were FaceTiming, and I couldn't get a signal in my house. And yeah. my phone works all the time, and I wasn't on my laptop or my computer, so I'm doing it on my phone. So I go to... <laughs> I finally get a signal. I get in my garage, in my car, and I open the door. She said, yeah, lighting looks fine. I don't care. I can see your eyes. I can see you react yeah. and everything. And it's but scary. But I turned the dome lights. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. interrupt me. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Anyway, I turned the uh, dome lights on. And I shut the door. And the next morning, of course, my car was completely dead. <laughs> so, so you were playing the role of a pissed-off driver. Yes, I can, Car owner. I can play a pissed off driver. So, you know, here's a, just to, uh, I love, I think Samuel's all this is leaving. fascinating. Sam, Samuel's got his coat on and he's gone. He <laughs> that, is. That, I'm about to step away from that. Look, um, just to you show you how serious so I am. Because you interviewed me about this last night on I the love phone it. for like a I half love hour. But I love it. Uh, there's a book you ought to read and it's called An Actor Prepares by Stanislavski. Uh-huh. That, did that surprise you that I, yeah, it's, you looked at me yes. with, uh, yes. I mean, I like, I always think I'm just fascinated by the whole world. I read of, a book by acting. Stan Laurel on acting. <laughs> yes. No, I, I read a book last night actually on acting, on an acting coach. In How Los serious Angeles. are you about all of this? I'm, I'm obsessed with it to the point to where I'm driving my wife crazy. I am completely obsessed because it's something I always wanted to do. Yeah. And because my broad, I had a job full time, yeah. you know, in broadcasting sure. for 25, 30, 35 years, whatever yeah. it was. And I never had time to, to go for it. And you know what my inspiration was? Yeah. You know what really made the, the, the light switch go on? We had John Records Landecker on here yeah. a few weeks ago mm -hmm. on our podcast. Yeah. And he was somebody that I, you know, I mentioned at the time that I listened on the Big 89 WLS radio, great disc jockey, yes. great communicator. And he talked about, I think he mentioned he's 69, 70 years old, and that he is now acting. He loves it. And he loves it. Yes. And he said there are all kinds of roles for people sure. of my age. Sure. And I thought... Well, and you look good for your and age. And I thought... <laughs> <laughs> and I but, thought, what the hell? Yeah. So John Landecker uh, was really, I think he gave so me the... So that kind of kick-started it. I it was in the back gave, of your mind I think anyway. he gave me the push to, to go ahead. I mean, there's no time like the, the, the future. All right, so do you, so you never do know you, where you, you're going to wind up in glory. Well, do you, <laughs> or in the tent singing with the soul stirs. Yes. How did now, you know what, which tent to go in? 
because it was. Uh, I mean, did they have signs on them? I don't, uh, you know, I was about eight years old, nine yeah. years old, and I don't remember the details, but I just remembered that it happened every summer, and it was something my grandmother loved to do. So the rest of the family would go with her to these uh, camp meetings. Uh-huh. And I just thought it was, it was look, in, in those kind of presentations, uh, there's a lot of theater. The preacher yes. is theatrical. It's like uh, evangelists who go from town to town uh-huh. with their message. So there's a lot of entertainment, even when it's not intended to be that way. I mean, you see great performing. You see the evangelist preacher do his thing. You, you see and hear uh, the Clara Ward singers or a gospel group. They would come out talking about packing up, getting ready to go was the name of this song. And they'd come out, about five of them, with suitcases. And I remember asking my mom, where are they going? They're going to glory. And they were packing up, and they would have a suitcase, in it, and, and, and they're singing. And you, see, and you see the inspiration for performers having routines, steps and turns sure. and twists. And sure. they're singing gospel music, but they're being theatrical, and it's, uh, it's like a, uh, a musical you're watching. Sure. All now, of that happening all around you as a kid. And that's just one tent. And you go to another tent, a totally different preacher, totally different entertainment, another bit of theater you're going to see that was not like what you just saw. Weren't there, I remember you talking to me about this a long time ago, weren't there things that scared you? Well, I mean, wasn't there are things that, that you've seen. Wasn't it circus-like at no, times? No, uh, it wasn't circus-like. It was um, maybe the tent makes you feel that way. The uh, I, I had seen Siamese twins mm-hmm. who were had a collection plate going down an aisle. Uh huh. And I mean, and as a kid, when you see things like that, I mean, it, you just yes. you saw things there that you just wouldn't see in your ordinary life any other time of the year. So uh, you'd see hardship cases like that. Uh-huh. And when you see Siamese twins coming down the aisle, yes, I mean that's going to get you. Now, what are you doing? Why are you backing away from the mic? No reason. I'm fascinated. Are you? I just. I'm getting. I'm getting. What are you laughing at? You. <laughs> Did I what? I'm funny. Getting, What's funny about that? I'm not laughing what? at the Siamese <laughs> twins. Let's make that perfectly clear right now. But I am laughing at you as an eight-year-old. I think you are. I'm. As a matter, you're out of order. Yeah. I'm. I'm laughing at you as an, as an eight-year-old, eight-year-old witnessing as this stuff. As an eight-year-old, it's great watching. The, well, when I say it's great, I'm not you saying say that was great. I'm not saying Siamese <laughs> twins are great. But what I'm saying, we are digging a hole. We are really digging a hole. What I'm saying, who else can we? What other? I don't what other know. group right but now? I can hope we, you can understand that what I'm saying is that there's an impact there. Yes. And and there's something that <laughs> listen to Sam in the back howling. Now it brought him into it. He's he's. he's Am I that funny? What did I say that was so funny? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so glad this isn't airing anywhere. Um, what? What? You're killing me. I just picture, <laughs> I just picture, picture what? You and your, 
your little cardigan sweater. Yes. Yeah. Put money in. Yes. In a collection plate. And you will dig deep and put the money in when they come by. But anyway, well, we're, I'm, we're not laughing I am, at Siamese twins. I'm just or any I'm kind just of twin, or any kind of twins. I'm just telling you identical that twins. there 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 would be things that you'd see oh. at camp meeting that you wouldn't see yes. if you're going oh. to church on Sunday any other right. time. Yes, and uh, and who knows? Um, oh. Who knows um, what that uh, what me. that instills in you as you grow up. Right. I don't know. Bring the psychologist in now. Is the psychologist here yet? Um, I don't know, but we're 20 minutes, 28 minutes into, into this uh, bad boy. So you know what that means? <laughs> no. What does that mean? It's time to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we sit down and have a wide-ranging talk with author, journalist, and producer Matt Avery. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, Howard, did you know that an event called Stay Tuned Rock on TV is here at the Museum of Broadcast Communications? I do now after you told me about it. But for more details, visit museum.tv. This week on And Friends, Kimmy, Tommy, and Samuel, us, our group of friends, we get together. We're going to be pissing off Kimmy. Not you. Oh. You're good, Samuel. But I'm gonna. F*** you. Oh, oh my God. All this and more on And Friends. It's an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. We are back on Back to You. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I see now that you don't have that beard that you were growing. You yeah. had some kind of stubble that you were growing. I was going for a photo shoot, so they wanted me kind of kind of stubbly, so they wanted, wanted that look for a couple pictures. In fact, my profile picture is a stubbly look. Now, you think this this role that you were up for had anything to do with that particular look? Uh, no, I was shaved when I auditioned for this role. This was for the pictures, so I've got a portfolio. I've got a bunch of pictures. Man. I posed in, you I know. I can't believe how committed a, you are In a fireman's this. outfit. Yeah. In different, they put you in different situations so they can show that you can, you know, play a variety or look the part in a variety of different roles, even if you can't remember your lines. So you could be sitting here now, no wonder you got your phone out thumbing through your email. You could get a notice now that says, hey, we need you for this role. We need you, you in Los Angeles uh, tonight. Well, I, I wish so, you the best with this. Now, how are you, what are you, you. going to do, though, when you have to take your shirt off and reveal the tattoo that you said you were getting uh, I am getting, weeks ago? I am getting the tattoo this <laughs> Week. <laughs> That's what you said six weeks ago. <laughs> I am getting it this week. I've identified the shop. I asked her. What did you do? Look through the your I phone asked, on Google. For I asked no, tattoos? no, 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 no. I asked somebody that I worked with that has some tattoos yeah. if they would do some research for me and find a reputable one that was really good. And they found one near near me. And I'm going to get it this. Week. You know what you want the tattoo to Next, say? Or? Yes. I'm not revealing that yet. <laughs> now, 
when I get it. You have to tell now, me because goodness knows if you're hiding it, I don't want to no, see. No, I don't have it. it it's going to be on my upper arm. It's not going to be any place like uh, you know a you know a tramp stamp or a, you know like on the inside of my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be better. <laughs> and I'll show it. I'll what show it to you? you. I'll kick a leg up and Instagram it. <laughs> Now you got a show to come back to after that. Well, I tell you what, we don't have a show now. I can tell you that. Man. Uh, But I'm getting it this week. Are you really? Yes. Okay. I can't wait. So that means that the next time we get together, you all have had this tattoo. Yes. It's not extensive. It's just words. Just words. Yes. It's just words. I can't wait, man. That's uh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you read that note from Tony. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, this is great. This is exactly what your tattoo should say. If found, please return to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who knows, man? You know, it's not going to be like a drawing of Marilyn Monroe or something like that. It's just. It's just. It's just words. So I will have it when we come in here. Don't come in with it. The tattoo will week. be, it's just words. <laughs> no. You know what Is that say? the actual tattoo? It's just it'll words? It'll say, back to you with no spaces. <laughs> that's that's what it, I, maybe I'll put that on the uh, other arm. I would. Yeah. How many episodes have we done, Tony? 22. I think it's remarkable. I really do. I do, too. I hope you're having as much fun as I'm having. I'm having a great time. Sure. I was working on the morning news during the weather back in the 80s, and a guy from the Washington Post wrote about the show. Big time to have Washington Post. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember this critic's name, but he was a uh, uh, Tom Shales. Yes. Acclaimed. Yes. And, I'm th- and, and we, we go to work the next day. Tom Shale's article about our show is in the Washington Post. It might be the first page of the art section. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to see it. We're all proud. I look at the article, and I'm looking to see where my name is in, <laughs> in there. And do you know how he described me? And, and I walked around for months wondering, is that bad? Is that good? What did he mean? He said, and bubbly wubbly Steve Baskerville. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> bubbly wubbly. And I was, so, I didn't oh. know what to think. You know, because I knew Diane Sawyer wasn't described as bubbly wubbly. Bill right. Curtis wasn't bubbly wubbly. Right. They had, you know, really sort of, uh, you know, highly regarded phrases next to their names. And I get to mine. Acclaimed. And Weatherman. Acclaimed interviewer. Bill Curtis. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the <laughs> one of the best uh, in the business, Diane Sawyer. And there's Bubbly Wubbly <laughs> weatherman Steve Baskerville. Is Tom Shale still wubbly. writing? I would maybe there's a chance. I don't know. I I would think he's in glory. I, I, I don't know where he is now. <laughs> I don't but mean to make, was... make light of that if he is. Um, well, I would say to Tom Shales. Bubbly that, wubbly. Now, what does that sound you know good or bad to you? Well, I think you see that in the paper, I, and you see bubbly wubbly Steve Baskerville. What does that make you think? You know what I? You know what it makes me think? What honestly, does that make you think? I think it's poor writing. 
No, no. I think it's no, poor writing. No, no. what does that make you think? Writer. What is he saying? I think it could go either way. It could mean that's it why could I be wandered around. Yes. It could mean an insult. Yes. There's old bubbly wubbly Baskerville yes. over yes. in the corner. Or it could mean uh, cheery, and he brings a sense of levity to the show. No, bubbly, if it meant that, he would have written that. <laughs> That certainly didn't mean that. Knowing your personality, bubbly, you wubbly. chose. <laughs> oh, I went right for the negative. Yes. I thought, my bubbly, wubbly. And I kept asking people, what what's year bubbly, we, wubbly? What year was this? I don't know, 86, something like that. So not that you've let it go. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> I have or, not let that anything. go. Really? Yes. Bubbly, wubbly. Tell them the story. Wubbly. Here's another, here's another one that I loved. When you canceled your subscription to, was it the Trib or the Sun-Times? I was a Trib. And what did they, I don't remember, what did they write there? Know. Yes, you do. Somebody, what, what I do don't remember, do I don't remember like bubbly, wubbly. But I remember uh, it was something uh, about... Me doing it was a kind of features, but they didn't use the word features. It was um, I can't. It was felt bubbly wubblyish, <laughs> and when I read it, I said, "That's that's really holding a grudge, isn't it?" I canceled that's my right. subscription right away. I would too. Uh, do I've you read remember? It, but I've never. Do you remember who wrote it? No, I do. Who wrote it? I. <laughs> Think. Can't, we can't recall. You can't. No, How can I, I think that it was Phil Rosenthal. Bubbly Wubbly Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I just, don't think it was you know Phil what? Rosenthal. He just unsubscribed to uh, back yeah, to you I don't think, after you said that. I don't know who it was. But, but anyway, anyway, you do you I, I remember that I remember. You me immediately canceled your subscription yeah, to the Tribune. Sure. And the Washington Post. Well, We've been talking about getting you more involved in social media. I I think I'm going to change my mind on that because <laughs> don't go on Twitter. No, man. Yeah, they I've, will, I've they been will, on Twitter before. Yeah, they'll go after you. I don't like the harsh stuff. I don't yeah. know how you, but see, you get into like battles it. with them. I like it. I'll yeah. go right back at them. Man. I mean, why, why are you going right to get in an argument like, with some like, guy like, sitting in his basement? Like somebody you in saw. His underwear. Because well, it's fun. And I'll point out that he's in his basement in his underwear. <laughs> with and a tattoo. I, and then I that's punctu- just words and on then it. I punctuate it with uh, <laughs> go pound salt. And the interesting thing, this is my account. I work for a public company and they they could get mad, but it's my account. I can say wherever the hell I want. And I and somebody insults me, you, Samuel, Tony, anybody that I don't like, or I mean, that I like y'all, that I don't like, <laughs> that, I, that I don't like what they wrote, I'm not going to oh sit there and God. take it. So you do it for 15, 20 minutes, you write uh, some insults, and then you no, turn it off. No. I used to be that way. And if I would, get, to a if I would get 50 letters uh, at the station when I was working there, and one of them was negative, I'd have to deal with the negative person. I'd have, that was the one I would remember. I wouldn't remember 50 other flattering things. You know, it's incredible. Uh, I've known you for so long, and I, I know this about you, but, but people that have listened to this podcast would be shocked to know how insecure that you are and how stuff like that gets to you because you've had a fabulously uh, successful career in broadcasting, and 
you know, you've, uh, you know, the people that get into the business now, which has changed so much, would dream to have and fabulously successful until this show. And, <laughs> and, 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 no, and, I, I'll tell you what, in all sincerity, still, I, I'll tell you what that does for me. It, uh, my attitude about anything is, uh, I, I what drives me to do more of it is hoping that I will be better than I was the last time I did it. And so I think that insecurity was fueling me to be uh, on top of my game all the time because I never felt it was where I wanted it to be. That's a good thought. Yeah. Really? I mean, that's I've worked good, with people who, good... who are always completely satisfied with whatever they did and sort of on automatic pilot. I, I could never get that way because I always f- would find some flaws. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to make sure yeah. I wasn't that way the next time. Well, that's a that's rarely a, uh, successful. That's a great <laughs> attitude, and I hope you're better next show too. <laughs> that's why you got people. It. <laughs> that's why they call you bubbly wobbly, and they don't like me, and they attack me on Twitter. Bubbly wobbly because man. they think I, they think I'm an ass, and I just play one. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I think you're, well, I got a little bit yeah, yeah. in me. I could be. Yeah. I could be sarcastic. Um, I think uh, this is we're bringing to a close <laughs> this first show, so we can Good start and we'll start. It's we'll start taping the second show. I don't do two shows, not in one day. Why? I'm like uh, we're doing two shows today. I'm like uh, Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie got to the end of a show, and uh, Phyllis George said to him, Hey, Dizzy, why don't you uh, play us out to credits? And he said, Credits? Is that when the writing is all up and down your face? (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. Just to hear that as a description of credits, I had never heard it phrased that way. I love that. that When the writing is coming up and down your face. That's beautiful. And uh, she said, uh, yes. And he said, I don't do credits. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I do, too. I love it. And I loved our show today and our conversation. You mean so the right that's coming up that's and down our bring, faces it's coming to, it's, Yes, it's <laughs> on your face. Well, I got to so, go because I got a camp meeting to go to and see the soul stirs. Yep, and you got to try and get your car out of the garage and Go up in your wallet and get your 18 bucks out. Up there in the People seventh heaven honking somewhere. honking on your, honking behind this you. This was uh, enjoyable. This way. is, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, so this is, I'm glad we didn't record any of this. Right. And uh, it's what, been fun talking. What uh, would you, what was this about? Well, let me see. It was about 40 minutes and 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I think I'm right. Uh, Thank uh, you, Tony, for that information. As, as usual, you know what the problem is right now? You, you, you don't know how to end this, do you? No, no I you don't. don't. I just, now you're going to spend another 19 minutes ending no, it. No, I'm going to end it right now. Oh, I'm going to yeah. end it right now by thanking <laughs> our loyal podcast listeners. Yes. That listen to Back to You. Yes, and we love you And listen to all. the other fine shows on the RadioMisfits.com yes. podcast.com network. Um, I didn't say that right, but they'll figure it out because it's 2019, and I like Lasano and Friends. I like and Friends. Those are two podcasts yes. that I recommend highly. Mark Macron, 
Uh, he's not on the network, but he's very good. But I want to remind you folks. I want to remind that's folks. That's what you call so. Mark Marin. Think I, we could get him on here? I just want to remind folks that they can continue to listen to this. It, it runs 24 hours because Howard does not end it. I, 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 I'm, I mean, what I'm, are you talking I, I'm, about? I am, I'm struggling to end it right now, but I tried. I tried. You just end I it. Thanked, Good luck with your acting. I, thanked, I hope the role comes through. I thank the people I hope for you listening. Get, it's just I, words I, tattooed on your arm. I'm going to have a podcast. Best. I can't remember lines. How am I going to act? I'm going to have a tattoo next week. We're going to talk about that. It's next Tuesday. He still won't end this thing. And that's going to bring Good this episode, goodbye. episode 22 of Back to You to a close. See ya. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Uh, this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Adam, is there an American star now taking place uh, in, in England? I tell you what, Christian Pulisic, he's the player. So we're going to talk all about him. We're going to talk about how uh, the Premier League is starting to catch on in America and why all that on Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcasting from Chicago, an Opie production for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Lozano and Friends. On the next Los Animal Friends, join me and my friends as we talk about wrestling, movies, squirrels on water skis, lots of Star Wars, late night taco runs, lots of Star Wars, bodies in freezers. That's next time on Los Animal Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Is this over? Yes.